Where's all our culture gonna go? <laughs> to wherever the fuck. Doesn't matter. In the basement of the new arena. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, There'll be a little glass case outside the new arena. <laughs> yes. yes. Right where the trophies are. Welcome back to the Unrestricted. I'm Vex. That's RC the Bulldog. And that's Bob. Guess who we got in studio for you guys today? I got no idea who. <laughs> <laughs> that's Walter Pas- Pasquarita, ladies and gentlemen. I almost said Pasquarita. Do you remember when people used to mispronounce your name like that? No, they say that. Pa- uh, they say it that way because that's how the operator says it. Really? Yes. Pasquarita? Uh, Pasquarita. Oh, okay. So Rosie, Rosie in the in Clear Channel would always call me Pasquarita because that's how an operator would tell you. Oh, that's terribly annoying. Walter Pasquarita, yeah, in studio, reunited, and it feels so good. This has been uh, how many years in the making? I don't think we have shared the air except for once with Walter's podcast. No, we did. We, uh, I may have had you on the phone on uh, Clear Channel Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. we did some stuff, but basically not live in studio since 2010. Yeah. Well, what's great is once uh, Iverson retired and Carmelo retired, you guys are allowed to get back together. <laughs> <laughs> but Carmelo kept fucking with you because he's like, is he going to join the Lakers? Are we allowed to get back together? That was all Allen Iverson, just FYI. Okay. Well, gee, why don't we just take our guns and go down the river walk? <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes, we got a lot to talk about. And I'm, I'm glad we have Walter in here because the Spurs are making headlines, whether it's with their roster or the new arena downtown that's being proposed. A lot of stuff to talk about there. We got Cowboys. And Bob, you, we walk in and you're all sour because what? Because Greenberg on GetUp has a hard-on for the Jets. Uh, he always well, is. He's a Jet fan. He loves the Jets. Here's the problem with GetUp. It stops Greeny from doing his radio show, and I hate the fact that Gre- Greeny's been off the whole freaking summer, and he finally gets on uh, the day before yesterday uh, and does And I love I love listening to Mike Greenberg. That's yeah, one of the best, guy. best radio shows uh, on uh, in sports radio. And so he does the show. He wraps it up. Okay, See you tomorrow. I say, oh, good. Looking forward to why you're listening to tomorrow. Uh, and then, you know, two guest hosts come on yesterday. I go, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm tired of this. This can't be the Mike Greenberg, the Greeny radio show, when he's never on it. You do know how annoying Jets fans are, though. To lead the A block with Aaron Rodgers. What else are you going to lead it with? Shohei Otani hitting that's, his seventh triple of the season. That's what I thought it was. No leading, leading the majors in every offensive category. It'll Shohei Otani will only matter when he goes to the Yankees in, in a couple of weeks or or this week, whenever the trade deadline He's is. He's not going to be a Yankee. I liked He's his bat dodge against the, Yankee the, other, the Yankees the other day. That was dope. Now he can get traded to the, he can get traded to the Yankees. Maybe he signs with the Dodgers, but... I think hey. he's a Dodger or a Giant. Hey, listen, if he has any guts and if he's a, and if he's interested in being, you know, one of the best baseball players of all time, he'll play with the Yankees. If he doesn't want it, he'll stay in Los Angeles where no one will care. God, <laughs> that's, that's morbid. That's wow. the truth, isn't it? I think so. Does anybody care about the Los Angeles Dodgers? Does anybody watch them? Is no. anybody? I mean, nobody cares about the Los Angeles Angels. Who cares? I'm not well, sure. Irrelevant. True. Not sure anybody cares about baseball. Yeah, baseball. Love baseball. You love baseball, but I'm not sure the masses really love baseball 
outside of their regional markets. I mean, I guess it's the Yankees okay that, that travel, right? Where Yankees have out-of-town fans. Yeah, we've already spent just too much time on baseball on this program. <laughs> <laughs> Our demographic is skewed old. That's not even on the rundown sheet, baseball. <laughs> yeah, si- since last week, though, Spurs make a deal, bring in campaign from the Suns, which I, I love. They cut Lamar Stevens yesterday. Your thoughts, Richie? I like Cam. I don't know who Lamar Stevens is. That's, that's yeah. That's, Mr. That's, and Mrs. Stevens everybody. don't know who Lamar Stevens <laughs> is, so it doesn't matter. Just another dependent. Yeah. <laughs> it's another dependent, that's right. I'm going to get one more lunch bag ready in the morning for Lamar. Okay, who cares? I, I was shocked the Spurs got Cameron Payne for basically a bucket of chicken. I mean, a second-round pick, and they got a second-round pick back. For a campaign, campaign can play, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he had 30-some-odd in a playoff game just months ago. They are all set at point guard. At finally. least for this, for this season, anyway. Yeah, finally. Because it looked they, they looked thin there before this move. And now, yep, look, Blake Wesley sucked in Summer League. Flat. He sucked. It looked like he wasn't going to be able to play, you know. He had some moments, but... Uh, you know, Trey Jones is the starting point guard, and then I think Campaign will be the backup. Yeah, I or, think that's probably or, or vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah, it, it it doesn't really matter, but they have it short up, and yeah. they have Devontae Graham as their sort of heat check guy. No, I I, I like the roster. Now all of a sudden it looks good because I was worried about point guard. Yeah, but it'll all be gone in another year. So what's the difference? Who cares? I mean this this is a this is a roster for this team that, I mean. Does anybody care whether they make the make the playoffs or not? I don't care whether they make the playoffs. They're better off not making the playoffs and getting back in the lottery again. That's what I talked about last week, and I think that's what the Spurs have set themselves up to do. I mean, there's the optimistic Spurs fan out there, Walter, that thinks well, this team is going 44, 42 and 40, and they're nuts. It's not happening. They're going to win about 32 games next year. Well, the, yeah, I, And I'm with you on that. And the, the only way this team is going to get better, not better, but contend for a title, is they're going to have to make trades, and they're going to have to do it through, through the draft. No free agent is coming to San Antonio. That's just the way it goes. Uh, they know that. We know that. And they know that by the amount of draft picks that they've picked up, by the expiring contracts that they have that, that are obviously very tradable pieces. Yeah. So they know how they're going to build the team. Maybe a lot of the fans don't know. They think, oh, well, we, can, we got all this money, free agency. No free agent's going to come down here. Cap room in the NBA in the last six or seven years has proven to be just a big waste of time. And unless you're the Knicks, the Lakers, or Miami, cap room really doesn't matter. Free agents aren't going your way. I mean, do you think Minnesota values cap room? No. Valuing cap room, look, it hasn't even worked out for the Knicks. For goodness sakes. And that's in a huge market. When they got cap room, they weren't able to get their guys. Well, they weren't. Com- they haven't been competitive until this past season. So nobody wanted to go there and play. Yeah. And plus, maybe the, the ownership issue is, is a little bit of a problem. But maybe playing under Tibbs is a problem because he's a hard ass. Yeah. I think that's an issue, too, for the Spurs with, with free agency. I don't know if a free agent wants to come down here and work their ass off under Greg Popovich. I think they'd rather have things a lot easier and not have to work that hard to to win a ring. So I I, I think that might be an issue for the Spurs, too. I'm going to have to differ. I think that that players 
that have one more contract left that are good want to play with Pop because he's a Hall of Famer. I think that's why the Spurs locked him up for five more years and paid him $80 million to create the stability and <coughs> use him as a positive, as a selling point, because it, it, we're not selling him on 106 degrees on July 19th. <laughs> no, we're not. Jeez. So The Riverwalk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, and I understand it, and I, I, I agree with that, but... Who is the who's the free agent that's come here that they've signed over the last twenty five years? No, 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 you know, no, no. Lamar, no. Or Lamar, Lamarcus Aldridge. I mean, yeah. Look, most teams have a problem signing free agents, big name free agents, unless, like you said, the Lakers or Miami or you know Phoenix a little bit. But you know, it's hard to do that. But you have these expiring contracts with veteran guys. I think they're going to be very excited to be here to showcase themselves before they can put themselves up for a new contract next summer. Guys like Campaign, Reggie Bullock, these guys are all expiring, and they get a year to show out, either to stay in San Antonio or to move on to the next place. Sure. I, I think they're pretty excited to be alongside Wimbanyama. But they'll be, go- they'll be gone at the at the deadline. They I mean, could be. They you know, you got McDermott's up, and Bullock, as you mentioned, Collins, Birch, you know, and the list is endless. Um, they're, they're all... I don't, but I don't see any of those. Are those guys going to be here after after this season? I don't see that happening. Probably not, unless they prove that they play great alongside Wimby. And one of the things about Maybe. Cam, one of the things that I love about campaign on this team, he gets to the rim, guys. I mean, he has a serious motor for getting to the rim. He misses a lot of layups, okay? His field goal percentage at the rim, I'm guessing, is lower than you would like it to be. But you know who follows up missed layups really, really good? Seven five, uh, yeah, seven five guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if he smokes some layups, it's not such a bad deal for Wimby dunking them back. Uh, campaign is fast, one of the fastest guys in the NBA. I think the Spurs are going to love watching him play. All right, let me get into Wemby real quick. My my thoughts on Wemby. Okay, um, yes, for a seven foot five guy, he's remarkable. Okay, uh oh, but here's is here's there a but. Yeah, there is a but because I don't know. Uh, I think there's there's going to be an issue, and and we'll see how quickly he figures it out. Right now, what is he? He's not a back to the basket guy. He's not a he's not Jokic by any stretch. Is he a three point guy? Is he Dirk Nowitzki from outside from no. three point land? No, he's not. So what is he? Where is his strength offensively? To me, right now there's him, no strength. Yeah, there isn't one. as far as 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 physical strength. But what he what his biggest asset is what he can do close to the basket. But he's not big enough to be there. That's a problem. I mean, he the putbacks, the the rebounds and and putbacks in the in the uh, in the summer league games are the most impressive things we saw. That's right. But he's not going to be able to do that in in the NBA games. He's too skinny. He's too thin. And it's not like he's going to be able to bulk up all of a sudden. That doesn't happen. You don't do that in your in your life. Uh, he's so, nineteen. Walter, give the kid a break. I understand. I know how. I know how old he is. Okay. But where does he fit in? What kind of play is he? Here's, uh, this, okay. this is the I question I threw out there. Is he going to be? Is he going to be a, a four down guy, no. or is he going to be a three point shooter outside? It's neither one. He's just a ball player. He's going to work in the confines of the offense, moving the basketball, setting screens, rolling. I think one of the things that we really didn't see from Wimby at all in the summer league that you will see once the regular season begins is screen and roll stuff okay. because he is a vertical threat. He's a lob threat. And Blake Wesley, 
going back to that guy, was terrible in the summer league at setting Wimby up. Now you go play with Trey Jones, who's a professional point guard, and campaign who can really run the pick and roll and are threats to score themselves, and you give Wimby roll space, now you're looking for lobs, and you're looking for tip dunks. You're looking for offensive rebounds. And yeah, the occasional spot-up three when he's wide open. He can make those. And the Maybe. No, yeah. He, he, he's not a very good three-point shooter. Not yet, he's not. He no. likes shooting on one foot, which I don't understand. That's weird. It is a goofy move of his, but he's actually, you know... Here's though why I was disappointed because I expected more. I was disappointed because this is you know we're not talking about an all star here. We're talking about a generational player. He didn't look like LeBron James out there to me. I, I you know I already knew how I already knew that he was seven foot five. I knew that going in. So I mean that's the most startling thing about him, isn't he? Is that he's able to move around at seven foot five. Wow, look at that. A seven foot five guy that can run up and down the court. Okay, that's fantastic. But is he gonna be the greatest player that we've ever seen? That's what I'm looking for. You're not gonna see that in game one of the summer league. I understand that. Okay. But I was looking for a little bit more. Okay, he left you wanting. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Hey, he's in the best organization he could possibly be, and we know that. Couple of things. LeBron James came into the league physically mature. Yeah, he's a man. A man, okay? Like we've very seldom seen. Wimby's not that guy. It's going to take some time. Anybody who said he was going to take the world by storm in year one was... He's going to look like Sean Bradley. No, no, no. That's an exaggeration. That's bullshit. I didn't say play like Sean Bradley. I said he'll look like Sean Bradley. He's not going to get it all bulky. He's not going to. He's going to. He's never going to look like David Robinson. Never, ever, ever. I would cut like David Robinson. Yeah, yeah, he will one day. No, he will not. Yes, he will one day. He doesn't want to be that. His advisors don't want him to be that guy. They don't want him to add weight. They want him to play just the way he is. I, I think you're wrong. I think as you get older, from 19 to 23, you add some man muscle. You just gain weight because you get older. We're all familiar with that around here. Uh, <laughs> they, they want him to develop a, a la Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Had how that body developed as it got older. They don't. You're right. They don't want him to add weight just to add bulk. No, he doesn't. I don't know if the Spurs want. I don't know what they're plans are but his advisors don't want him to to change they want him to play just the way he is right now. i don't think of david robinson as being particularly hefty i guess you do i that's not how no, i but i mean him, you know muscular and all that kind yeah. of stuff he's not going to be a thick guy he'll never be it he's not going to be uh Jokic. he'll never look that way he'll look more like sean bradley than anybody else okay physically okay i can all buy right. that okay. but he can move he can run. He can dribble. He can pass. He can shoot. I cannot. I don't wait want him dribbling. Him. Oh, he's a terrible. I mean, he couldn't handle the basketball. Every time he tried to go into into the paint with the basketball, he got stripped. It looked bad. It did. Well, the ball bounces up like eight gajillion feet to get to his hand. It has to. The <laughs> physics of it. It's a long way up. And yeah. this is summer league, and he couldn't handle going into the paint. So that's that's another part of the game that that he can't. He tried to continue to do that. Dribble into the paint. He couldn't dribble into the okay, paint. Okay, Walter, That's he's a game. bust. He's a bust. Okay, no, let's get rid no, of him. No, let's well, get rid no. of him. Well, no, I mean, no, no, I, no. I think one of the things about his summer league performance to to note is they had nothing built for him. 
He just stepped into an offense that was already set. There was nothing set for him. And they were practiced. And they were basically practiced. It was, I, I get all Throw that. him out there and see how it goes. I didn't say he's going to be a bust. I just want to see, the is he going to be the greatest player that we've ever seen? Because that's what he was billed as, wasn't he? I he think, is going to be a generational player. Is he? The greatest player I've ever seen? No. But he is going to be a generational player. So he's LeBron James. He has the potential to be LeBron James of this generation. He yeah. has the potential. Yeah. Let's see how it turns out. Yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna bet against that. You are. Yeah. I already bet against him for rookie of the year, but that goes back to what I was saying. Anybody who thought that he was gonna take over the league in year one was foolish. They're not gonna let him play enough to be rookie of the year. I think they've you're already right. told him that he's not playing back to backs. I think you're right. And he says he's gunning for rookie of the year. I'm sure he does. I'm sure, you know, that adds to his pocketbook, so. And he, yes, he does have a pocketbook. Uh-huh. Yes, he does. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the wiener place downtown that's selling a Victor Wimben weenie? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's 18 inches. <laughs> and it's $25. That is the most expensive wiener I've ever heard of. For San Antonio? And oh, they're probably it. selling out. And what was it, 18 inches? Yes. Why didn't they call it to the pa- why didn't they just call it the Pasaquita? <laughs> <laughs> you can eat it four times and get punched in the mouth. <laughs> you know, here's something interesting. So the so the producer guy here has was complaining about the Jets being on on uh get up this morning on ESPN. Yet he's got a Jets uh card hanging up on the on the board over here. I'm uh, honoring my late father, who was a Jets fan. Oh, I see. I am not a Jets fan. God, I hate my the late Jets. Father. I absolutely despise the Jets. A Texan hating something in New York. There's a shocker. <laughs> you know I hate all New York teams. Every single one of them. That's okay. You know that. It's been. It's just the way I was raised. I can't stand a single one of them. It's okay. It's okay. All right, back to the Spurs. Here's. A, I'll give you another point on the Spurs. Just the way okay. I feel about it anyway. Okay. Um as I mentioned, they're never going to attract a free agent. They just don't come here. But the one the one way they could get free agents to come here is they may have to do what other teams have done in the past, and that's overpay for them. That's right. They may have to just overpay. Um, let me let me let me let me put a tiny caveat on what you're saying. It's not that the Spurs are never going to get a free agent. They'll, they will absolutely sign free agents. Yes, a, a big one. But they won't get the. A plus superstar free agent talent. When I'm just making up a name here, when Devin Booker becomes a free agent, yes. he's not coming to San Antonio. Okay. But they will get B level and C level free agents to come here to play alongside Victor Wimbanyama. And they already have. And they already have. So, you know, but there again, there are just very few teams that move superstars in free agent with cap room. Free agents with cap room, it just doesn't happen very often. Well, the, Spur, the Spurs have never done that. Nobody does. I I think we're not looking at the real NBA. It just doesn't happen that often. Superstars as often get as we traded, think it does. As, yeah, not as often as yeah. you think. Superstars demand trades, a la James Harden currently, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, a couple of years back getting out of Brooklyn, right? This is how it happens. They don't just wait for the summer. Mm. and become free agents and then say, oh, well, who has cap space? Oh, Minnesota, of all teams, has cap space. That's not how they do it, right? They force their way out. And I think I think the Spurs, given all of the contracts that they have that are expiring and what it adds up to, 
they're in the market the next time there's a grumpy superstar who wants out. Say, hey, we got Pop here for five years. We got Wimbanyama here for God knows how many. Come play next to him for the next James Harden who's pissed off at, at his team. We don't want James Not Harden. James Harden. Not James Harden. But the next guy who's pissed off. And you're only, you're always only months away from the next superstar who's grouchy with who he's playing with. The next guy might be Luka Doncic. We talked about that last week. Maybe. Okay. Okay? And now you're in the running. Now you're in the running. Because you got yourself a marquee guy, and you got the contracts that add up to a big one. I don't know if you want to. I mean, you know, you are you going to be the destination for disgruntled players? Yeah, that's. I guess you could put that on your tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Does a new downtown arena help us? That seems to be no. the talk of the town this week. By it the way, it does not. It doesn't do anything for the team whatsoever. Don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think so. What's the difference? Does it do anything for our city? Yes. Yes, the downtown businesses could certainly use the help. No, no question about that. And that's what really this is all about: is is uh, bringing business and people to the downtown. And, and listen, things that are downtown are not for. Are, are there for a reason, but it has nothing to do with the citizens of San Antonio because they never go downtown. <laughs> They're never downtown. How often, if you ask people that live uh, up in uh, Stone Oak, S- Stone Oak, yeah. how often do you go downtown? They'll say never. That's Why? Ah, the parking. <laughs> it's always the parking. Everything's a parking issue in downtown. Um, but this will be, this is, and, and if you talk to anybody that owns a business downtown, they will say, this is going to be great for downtown. We love it. We want it to happen. What, what's not going to happen, and I saw this a couple of times uh, over the last couple of days, a Major, League ba- uh, a Major League Baseball stadium is not going to be built downtown. If there's a baseball stadium, a new baseball stadium, it'll be minor league baseball only. Baseball, the expansion talk concerning San Antonio has completely disappeared. I don't know where it's gone, what happened, what changed, but you used to see all the time when baseball was talking expansion, San Antonio was always in the mix, always in the midst of the the mix. Excuse me. Easy for you to say. Yeah. (laughs) They would be, they'd be the first city, the second city, the third city uh, talked about as far as baseball expansion is concerned. They are completely off the map. Completely. There's. That doesn't bother me. I don't think we're a Major League Baseball town. I've always said I don't said think so this. either. It'll never happen. We just can't support that many games, okay? Yeah. We don't have the population to support that many games. And, frankly, we don't have the business infrastructure to support a team for that many games. I mean, you got to sell a lot of luxury suites yeah. to support a baseball stadium, yep. okay? And we just don't have that kind of business infrastructure yet in San Antonio. Maybe we never will. It's much easier, obviously, to sell out 41 games than it is to sell – out 81 games. Yeah. That's or like, eight, but, for that matter. <laughs> yes. But, eight, but, talking eight football, football games. Yeah. But you build an arena, you have 41 home games. That means there's 364 days of the year that you have to fill that arena up with other things. And the one thing that never happened with the AT&T Center, which was supposed to happen was a revitalization of that area. Have you oh. been around the AT&T Center? Oh, it blew up the east side. Are you kidding me? Wonderful Coca-Cola the, distribution center. All the development there, over there. If if there's going to be a downtown arena, downtown stadium, even for the missions, there needs to be a plan for what that does for the area, a comprehensive plan, not just we're going to plop in an arena, plop in a stadium, and see what happens. 
So the word on the street is that the Institute of Texan Culture's spot, that footprint, is the most likely outcome for the Spurs new arena. Where's all our culture going to go? <laughs> <laughs> to wherever the fuck. Doesn't matter. In the basement of the new arena. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, There'll be a little glass case outside the new arena. <laughs> yes. yes. Right where the trophies are. That's my understanding. Have you all heard the same rumor? Yes. Okay. Um, apparently, it's, you know, Institute of Texan Cultures knows that it's sort of wasting space, shall we say, in its current location. But there really isn't anything else around there. I mean, it's part Court of House. Hemisphere. It's part of Hemisphere Park. I mean, you're not far from Doe Pizzeria. and Yeah, but... I mean, but where's the mixed-use development that can happen around there? You're butting right up against the freeway. Right across the freeway is the Alamo Dome and that crappy area down there. Well, then there. where do you want to put the arena? I don't know. Okay. I, Thank you. Well, that's the problem. I only know problems. Okay. I don't have any solutions. I'm not a solutions guy. <laughs> I'm a problems guy. Hey, listen, they're going to figure out where they're going to put it. Here's my question, though. Will, will San Antonio vote for this? And, and so I put that question out there on Twitter the other day. Will they vote for it? And somebody wrote me back, well, it all depends on who pays for it. I said, well, if, it, if it's going to go to a vote, then you're going to end up paying for some of it. Who do they mm-hmm. think's going to pay for it? It's well, always uh, the taxpayers. Yeah, it's so, always the taxpayers. So will they – my question is, will San Antonio vote for a new arena? For the Spurs, I think they will. I agree. For baseball, I, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. And I think – I think Austin is now in the mix here because I think Austin creates leverage for the Spurs. Hey, if you don't vote for this arena, guess where we're going to go? Absolutely. We're going to Austin. I think, I think the people will vote for it. I think we realize the mistakes of our past with the AT&T Center being plopped, as you said, into the east side and not getting any revitalization done for the east side. Yeah, but people still think the Alamo Dome was a waste of money. It was. No, it's not. It's, uh, the amount of money that thing has brought into the city is crazy. It's just not great. It was also very expensive, and it takes a lot to upkeep it. And it didn't bring us a football stadium, uh, a football team. But Excuse it's the me. Alamo Dome. has Alamo in the name. It does have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's brought, it's brought millions and millions and millions of dollars to, this, to the San Antonio. They did a $100 million reno. What three years ago on the AT and T Center for the for the tournament? Yeah, yeah, hundred million dollars. And I remember going through and looking at it, and basically what it looked like was they painted it. No, but they also put they put the the new uh, area where uh, that's basically almost underneath the arena. So that's all that. Okay. That's all. Well, you, listen, they had to make those improvements, otherwise you're not getting NCAA tournament games here. They are, wait, we're talking about the AT&T Center. Oh, AT&T. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. They did a $100 million reno on the AT&T Center three years ago, and it didn't look like they did a whole hell of a lot. So that means we're, what, $350 million in on the AT&T Center that's just kind of off the top. Your new arena is going to cost almost twice that. It was a piece of crap to begin with. It was. That arena. It was never nice. Think about it, and people got a short memory, but think about what they had to do to the seats upstairs. They had to put metal plates there because people were getting vertigo being all the way up there. <laughs> that was happen. crazy, and they had, to, they, had to put, they had to put the metal bars on the, on the floor. Um, so and what people else? didn't fall? 
Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. there was and then there was big gaps between the aluminum stairs and seats on the on the bottom bowl. Uh and it was gaps there that they had to fix before they even opened up the arena. It was just a piece. They went cheap on it, and it was a piece of crap to begin with. And now it's, you know, now it looks like it's run down. Uh, the lease has, what, nine more years left on it at the at t Is it 30, 33? 32, so. 33. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's going to happen imminently, but I think having a plan for after the lease is a great idea. Yeah, and sure, certainly the Spurs have put the seeds in already. About, would, hey, we want a new arena. You would think so. Yeah. Absolutely. It's time for that. It's time for, for them to get into that. But, uh, again, will they? Will the, the citizens of San Antonio vote for this arena? I think if they want to keep the team, and they're going to need to approve arena if they're interested in keeping the team here. I agree. That's all there is to it. What else you got, Richie? You're quiet and happy over there. Oh, oh but I'm sorry. Let me interrupt one. Oh, good. One, good, one, good. one quick one. Uh, this was, this, and this, uh, I saw this the other day. Uh, Representative Tony Gonzalez oh, came out oh, yeah. with his statement about not, as he said, "quote Not one San Antonio taxpayer dollar should be spent on an arena for a team that playing games in Austin." The problem with Tony Gonzalez's statement right there, which came out on July 16th, was previously he was he was tweeting out things like. Uh, you know, the Spurs need a new arena. <laughs> Was he really? Yes. Yes. What a back-talking motherfucker. Yeah, that's pretty much it, yeah. That's what we call a politician. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, look, I do get where he's coming from, that, you know, hey, you can't ask San Antonio to build you a new stadium and be flirting with a new city. But I think what you said earlier about it creating the leverage... That will work. <laughs> it's a, it's smart business. I think I think this is their listen. The Spurs are always have a plan, and this had to be their plan to begin with. Let's flirt with Austin. Let's do this because we're going to need a new arena. Now, of course, they never dreamed that they would have Wemby, uh, you know, drop in their laps. But they knew they needed a new arena. They figured they would flirt with Austin, and so that will give them any leverage they could possibly have. So somebody said, yeah, but they're not going to move to Austin. They got this new practice arena over there. I was like, sure they will. Why wouldn't they? It has the business infrastructure, most importantly. And that is why Austin is, you know, looming. Yeah. yeah right? They got, they got loads of money up there. And but we the got Victor. And, and by I the way, Richard, Richard Jefferson, uh, by the way, picked Chet Holmgren to be the rookie of the year. There's, there's yeah, I put season. money on Chet and on Scoot. I don't think he's really a rookie. Well, he's not, but the NBA has already declared that he's going to be considered one. By the rules. By the yeah. rules. Because he, he didn't play, play one single game last year. Yeah. One more on the Spurs. I saw this was, uh, I don't remember who tweeted this out, but uh, on paper the Spurs are looking strong on the defensive side of the court ahead of next season. Anybody believe that? <laughs> no. This no. was the worst defensive team in the franchise's history a year ago. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> and now you're going to add a seven foot five guy in there, and all of a sudden, be, this is what this is. Boy, they look very good on the defensive side. <laughs> no, they don't. They're poor. They suck. They will be better. They will yeah, of be course. better. They will be they middle can't of be the any pack. any worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. They will be middle of the pack in the NBA last next year. Vassell, more minutes. Remember, he didn't play a lot last year, and he's a really good defender. Um, I I expect them to be much improved on the defensive end, but not a, so. not a great defensive team as no. as was quoted there. Yeah, what you looking at me like that for? Well, so last week 
before we got our point guard, you said there's no way we can win 50% of our games. Are you still standing on that? Absolutely. He's, he's going right down the over-under line for wins in Vegas. 32. Yeah. He said 32. It's the Vegas line. It is. He's going and out on a limb. And they're very close. Agnostic As usual. Jeff. No, 32, it sounds about right. They're the professionals, and they're about right. What they win a year ago? 23? 23? Yeah. Does that yeah, sound right th- to you? Yeah, it's, yeah 30, 32, 33. And people picking 40 is like, oh, my God, that will be an incredible turnaround. One of the greatest turnarounds in sports history. Why would that happen here? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. You are really down on Wimby. The era of unbridled optimism. I'm not down on Wimby. I, I, listen, I, I wanted to see. I didn't see. I didn't see anything out of him that made me think he's going to be one of the greatest players of all time. Not in year one. Not in year one. Okay. One of these days he will be. Keep in mind, the guys who come in and turn around franchises, we'll just take San Antonio for example. David Robinson was 23 years old. Right. After two years of military service and four years at the academy. Right. Tim Duncan was four years at Wake Forest and came in at 23. But you knew he was great to begin with. He had the four years from 19 to 23, Walter. I get that. Okay. All right. Okay. Keep it until he's 23. But Tim Duncan didn't have the. the accolades that and 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 hype that yes, Wemby that Wemby has yes he did no the only way. the only difference is the era and social media that's the only difference when look I had these. do you think Britney Spears would have known who Tim Duncan was back in the day absolutely <laughs> not no you're right but she would have never tapped him on the back that's true that's true you got me there <laughs> wouldn't have happened you got me there okay. But it's the social media. It's it's just everything's hyped more now get than it. it used to be. I get okay? It. Tim Duncan, absolutely, when we won the lottery, I ran laps around the house when I was whatever age I was, 20. When I when we got the lottery for Hope Wimby. you were wearing better shoes that day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. It's an inside joke. And when we won the lottery this time, <laughs> I ran laps around the house. It absolutely... Tim Duncan was just as transformational getting him as getting Wimby. Same, same. Just less hype because of the era. Okay. All right, if you say so. Yeah, I say so. All right. There you go. What? You're just sitting back watching us reunite. It's fun. Enjoying yourself. It's my yesteryear. (laughs) I'm I'm having a moment. I'm wishing the old man was here to talk shit about Walter. (laughs) Wow! is that what he used to do listen to our show and talk shit about wally yeah yeah he's like how does he have the right he's from fucking new york (laughs) pretending like he knows our city (laughs) well that's a great transition wally how many games are the uh jets gonna win it's a great question i don't know i should i don't I don't care. It's right. I don't know. I don't know. But I expect them to make the playoffs. I expect them oh. to go on a playoff run. Oh. I expect them to challenge for an NFL title. Because wow. they have Aaron Rodgers or well, they were a good they were a good team already to begin with. And then you throw in the, you know, uh one of the best quarterbacks uh in the league. Why wouldn't they? 
after restrained optimism over Victor Wembanyama, you're going into <laughs> all in crazy optimism <laughs> on, on the Jets on Mean Green that well, they're they going to contend for a Super Bowl. You're well, so they won nice. they won seven games a year ago, and if, you said that's a good football team. It's a Whoa, very good football team. It, winning you seven games. Wa- you have to watch. You have to watch the. You had to watch the Jets from a year ago to understand this is a team <laughs> that is loaded with talent on both sides of the football. Okay, loaded, and then you uh, you throw in a quarterback. Listen, you could have thrown in uh, a competent quarterback, and this team would have easily made the playoffs. The quarterback situation the Jets had last season was one of the worst you'll ever see in in NFL history. And then you give them listen, and uh, uh, and Rodgers doesn't need to be a, an All Pro. He doesn't need to be an All Pro to go where they want to go. But see, he just needs to be a competent quarterback because the guy they had last season was terrible. Because Rodgers doesn't talk about the Jets going to the Super Bowl. His his drop was I can be um I can be quarterback player offensive player of the year. Seriously? Yeah. That's if all he's he offensive cares about. player of the year, they will get to the Super Bowl. Will they be great on the defensive end like the Spurs? Yes. <laughs> this team is already very good de- uh, defensively. They're very good offensively. They got plenty of weapons. Will they Again, win more or fewer games than the Cowboys? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I'll answer for you. It's well, fewer. Say, uh, they fewer? Will, yeah, they will win well, fewer p- games than no, the Cowboys. No, it's more. I think it's, it's very, more. They're very, really? very similar, these two teams, because both both of their seasons – well, no, that's not true. I, I lied. Um, <laughs> you haven't the lied Cowboy, yet. The Cowboys' success relies entirely on Dak Prescott. I don't think it does with the Jets. Tony Pollard not signing with the Cowboys. Is that problematic? For you guys, him getting the franchise tag again? Not again. It's not the first again. Time. Sorry, first we can time, give yeah. it to him again every next year. That's every, what I was every, thinking. Yeah, but here's the thing: every running back that had a franchise tag, none of them signed contracts. I know none of them. The Giants, the Giants made the biggest mistake by not signing Saquon, Saquon to a contract. They were less than two Why? million dollars away from getting the deal done. Guaranteed money. It's all about the guaranteed money. I I, I saw somewhere that that. that the running backs are like, well, I'm just going to say I'm a tight end. <laughs> I'm a tight end that occasionally runs the ball. Because yeah. running backs are getting fucked. I think they're, they're going to have to fix the system somehow because they, it's it doesn't it's not working out for the running backs in football, and it shouldn't be that way. They're going to have to fix it somehow. Yeah, but but, 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 I that, th- the, but the system, the system is a reflection of what the NFL is today with running backs. That's right. The the running backs like Eckler can bitch and moan all that they're just a cog in the wheel. Austin, I'm sorry. I'm just a dude down in San Antonio. Running backs are just a cog in the wheel. Unless you're a generational talent, like a Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley is an exception because of what they do with the offense through Saquon Barkley. But Pollard? Pollard's a cog. Yeah. Pollard's a cog. Eckler, I think you're a cog. The NFL Josh has, Jacobs, I think you're a cog. The NFL has taught us that running backs have a very short lifespan. And paying people like Ezekiel Elliott big money never pays dividends the way it's expected to. I mean, the rare Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley being the exceptions, but basically they're disposable. Sorry. Now, the Giants aren't going to do anything if say, and I, I think Saquon's going to play an okay season. They're done. They're not making the playoffs. So that bodes well for the Cowboys. They'll make the playoffs, make it in with the Eagles. Meh. 11 wins for the Cowboys. <sighs> Whatever. Serious. Very serious. I'll take the under. Really? Oh, yeah. 
you can have it, and we'll bet on it. Yeah, I'm, good with I'm, that. I'm with you on the on the Cowboys. They'll 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 go over eleven, unless Dak Prescott has another terrible season like he had last year. Right. If he throws fifteen interceptions, they're gonna they're gonna suck. They're, well, not suck, but they won't they won't uh, maximize their talent. Richard, were you disappointed to see DeAndre Hopkins not land in a Cowboys uniform instead, Tennessee? Not really. Not really. Okay. Because I think he's he's got problems. He's never happy. And so now he's in Tennessee. Tennessee will be decent. Are they going to be world beaters? You got to the AFC's fucking stacked. And for Walter, be like, oh, they're going to make a Super Bowl run. Walter, they're going to beat Kansas City. They're going to beat fucking Joe Shiesty. Cincinnati. You think Kansas City is as good as they used to be? Baltimore. Baltimore. Well, you know, we say that, but what did Kansas City do last year? They shed a bunch of talent and they won the fucking Super Bowl. Walt. Okay. So they figured out. They, they figure out how to place people uh, and, and win. Now, that Super Bowl was, was different. I thought, fuck, Eagles are going to win. Eagles were dominating that game. And then flip the switch. Experience coaching. Mahomes. Mahomes. <laughs> but uh, I don't, the AFC is scary. The NFC, not so much. I think, I think the Eagles, they're vulnerable. Just because they're the Eagles. But they're still the class of the NFC. Uh, class in Philadelphia? <laughs> you put those two words you don't together? Think so. you know, <laughs> do you think it's San Francisco? Well, well, f- first funny. of all... You ever been to Philadelphia? <laughs> how long has it been since an NFC East division winner is repeated? Oh, I don't know. No, it's, it's been never. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like they always swap. 15 years. Really? Yeah. 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 Like, just randomly, the fucking... Well, we can't Shit say happens. Redskins, but... I'll bet on them repeating. <laughs> the they're still really good. They're still really, really good. They fell off. I wish the Spurs. I wish the Spurs. I wish the Cowboys had gotten DeAndre Hopkins. Look, they never replaced having a go-to wide receiver. They didn't do it. Ceedee Lamb is not a one A. He's a one B, but he's not a one A. They need a second back in the in the backfield. I would. I would not have signed Tony Pollard. They didn't sign him. They tendered him. Yeah, I would. I would have let him go. What? No way! You can't why do- the guy's coming off a of major surgery? Why would you? Why would you bring him back? Why wouldn't you go draft a uh, draft a running back? Cheap. It was yeah. a broken leg, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, they should not that bad. They should have drafted a running back. Yeah, ask Alex Smith about that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I would have let him go. <laughs> I would. I would have went cheap, and uh, that is not a position I would spend money on. They they're spending more money on Pollard than they should. Uh, I think your Jets go and spend a lot of money on Dalvin Cook. Uh, that might be worth it. Well, Dalvin Cook's really good. The, the uh, Jets yeah. will only sign Dalvin Cook if they believe that Brees Hall is not going to be uh, 100%. And then I've read that we're going to pick up Brees Hall. Really? The yeah. Cowboys? The Who? Cowboys. Why would they pick up Brees? How are they going to get Brees Hall? Uh, I don't know. You pay him? He He's not a free agent. A trade. I got a trade. There's no trades in the NFL. <laughs> and why, would the, why would the Jets give up basically who was going to be the offensive rookie of the year? They're not going to trade him unless he's not healthy. He's coming off major surgery. Uh, if he's healthy, uh, he'll be a terrific player for the Jets. If he's not, he won't. Boys, I don't want to bring this to an abrupt end, but I know Bob has an appointment, oh, like work. Are we done already? Yeah, unless you got other stuff you want to get over. All right, one. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll give you this one. I right? love this. While we get out of this. Well, it's- right, Saturday Night Live viewers. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, James Austin Johnson who is a Saturday Night Live cast member, does the, does the Trump stuff yeah. on the show. Yep. To me, 
James Austin Johnson, his impression of Donald Trump is the best impression uh, that's out there and has been for years. Absolutely. He, beats, didn't, he, didn't he have a show where he impersonated Trump? I think I he did. Know. I think he did. It was on Comedy Central. It's better than Caliendo's John Madden, Ooh. and it's better than Billy Crystal's Ali Kosell. <laughs> wow. Hot take from Wally. How about that? Yeah, very good. Wally, who's, who's talking about that? Nobody, but we are. <laughs> Wally, are you related to that guy? James Austin Johnson? No. <laughs> Shameless family plug? No. It is. Disagree? It, no, it's really good. It's a great impersonation. It really? Yeah. I mean, he's got everything. He's got, it's got the, the mannerisms, it's got the hands, it's got everything. It's, it's, it's an unbelievable impersonation. Well, speaking of impersonations, they're making a uh, Madden movie. Are they really? And Will Ferrell's playing Madden. No. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. That has the potential for hilarity. Yeah. If they could ever figure out their deal, the actors and the writers. Yeah, I watched Mission oh, Impossible my. and Indiana Jones in the last week. And Damn. and basically, it's because I don't think there's going to be any movies coming out for a long time. Ooh, I saw, and it, it's a downer, but I saw Sound of Freedom. Did you? Yeah. What'd you think of it? Well, it scared the shit out of me. But it's not a documentary. It's a based off a of true story. Yeah, lots of things are based off of true stories. The yeah. show is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alleged <laughs> stories. Yeah, so should I see it or not? I'm, I'm on the fence. Uh, it's worth seeing. Okay. British Open. Yes. Oh, yeah. We Who's winning? I have, Jordan, I have Jordan Spieth. Really? Why? Yes. Why? Why? Yes. Because nobody navigates difficult weather and weird terrain better than Jordan Speed. He can't putt. He's back. He's back. He's no, better. No, he's not. He yeah. can't putt. He's, I'm telling you, he's better. And his, it was his driver that was so yippy. And yeah, his putter no, was his a putt sink. He cannot hit. Ten-foot putts are his nemesis. Okay, Walter, so who's your pick? Uh, you know, I, I, I like, uh, I hate to pick this guy cause I don't like him. I, I, I would probably go with Cam Smith again. Really? Yeah. That's, he's, he's, he's the best putter. He certainly thinks golf. he's going to win. Horrible haircut, but okay. Good player. I read that where he said he was going to win it again. He was going to be, he told his buddies, Hey, we're going to hoist the Claret jug again in a couple of weeks. So he's I pretty cocky that. about it. Well, yeah. it was, it, it was his mates, not his buddies. His let's, mates. Let, that's let, right. Let's just get the nationality <laughs> right. <laughs> Right? Best putter in, in golf? Yeah. Yeah, he pretty much is. Scotty Scheffler may be the worst and the best ball striker from tee to green in the game, but he can't make a putt. One's 59th in putting. I could see, and these are your favorites, Rory, Scheffler, John Ram, Cameron Smith. I could see all four of those guys on the leaderboard, top of the leaderboard on Sunday. Absolutely, but the British always throws you a weird guy. There's always a weird guy who winds up at the top of the leaderboard coming into Sunday. I don't Ricky know. Ricky Fowler? That'd be cool. That could be it. That could be it. He's playing the best he's played in 15 years. Yes, he is, and he's putting it. Are you guys rooting for le live golfers or no? No. No. You want them to lose? I want them to lose. Want them to miss the cut? Yes, I do. I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> and I think a lot of people miss this. They... My my whole thing about live golf is that they take money, and and listen, there's there's you know Chinese products, all that kind of stuff for for everything, and yes, we we talk out of both sides of our mouth sometimes, but when it comes to the live golf, uh, you cannot take money from from terrorism. That's all there is to it. The only live golfer that I root for is Abraham Manser, because he's, he's from here. Yeah, 
Okay. That's the only guy. And he's a cool dude. And he's an O'Kills member with us. Yeah. There you go. All right. I guess we got to end this show, dude, because he's got to work. Okay. All right. Walter, it's been great having you. It is wonderful to have the microphone on again. Yes. <laughs> see if we see can you, do Walt. it more often. For what sure. do you think? Yeah. Boys, you have to move the studio up north, though. Sorry. <laughs> Too far <laughs> away. Yeah. The parking downtown. Yeah, parking's free, so it's all good. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. Like and subscribe. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good?